Welcome to Open Banking Expo Unplugged, bringing you the brightest minds in open banking, open finance and beyond. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Open Banking Expo Unplugged. I'm Ellie Duncan, Head of Content here at Open Banking Expo. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Lloyd, co-founder and chief marketing officer of Snoop, a money-saving app that uses open banking to connect customers' bank and savings accounts to give them a full view of their finances. Since its launch in April 2020, the app has clocked up more than 235,000 downloads. Today, Paul joins me to discuss what's next for this fast-growing fintech, which won Best Use of Open Banking Data at this year's Open Banking Expo Awards. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Let's start off um, for any listeners that perhaps aren't familiar with Snoop. Can you tell us what, what does the app do? Yes, of course. I mean, it's a very simple idea at its heart. So you connect your bank accounts and any credit cards or savings accounts to Snoop. And then basically Snoop analyzes your transactions and your spending to find smart ways to help you. That's the basic premise of the of the, the product. So it kind of does four big things for you. It lets you see all your money in one place. So you kind of get the complete picture of what's going on because it, it has all your different bank accounts and kind of credit cards, et cetera, connected to it. It allows you to track your spending. So Snoop, and that means you can see things in exactly the way you want. So if you want to track your spending on anything from a wedding, a building project, or just, you know, how much you spend on drinks after work, you can do that. It then helps you manage your bills. So what Snoop does, the the kind of analytics that sits behind it, it identifies all your regular payments, all the bills you pay, and then shows them in one place in the app. And then it looks to try and identify where you're overpaying for those and looks to help you switch them to save money. And ultimately, it aims to help you save wherever you spend. So one of the things in Snoop is an Instagram-like feed for your finances that shows you smart ways to win based on how and where you spend. So it will hunt for vouchers at places you spend at, sales that are on at places that you love, even clever apps that... um, uh, it thinks can help you. So anything based on your spending profile, it kind of brings all of that together. So you know, one of the ways we think about it a little bit is like Snoot's a bit like a guardian angel f- for your money. It's kind of sat by your side. It's got your back. It's working to make sure you aren't being ripped off and it's finding you smart ways to win. So that's the ambition of, of Snoop. And of, obviously, we use open banking data to power that experience. Yeah. And now you've explained what it does. It kind of sounds like something you know, that's always been there or, or we should at least have, have always had in our lives. But how did you and, and your co-founders come up with the idea? Had, had you spotted this kind of gap? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the point you make about it is the kind of thing that should always have been there um, is, a, is a really is a really good one. And, and I think that, it'll, so my background is I spent basically 20 years working at Virgin Money. I was a CMO for most of that. And you know, when that business was sold, Virgin Money was sold to Clydesdale Bank at the end of 2018, kind of 10 of us got together, uh, who were the co-founders of Snoop, we all worked at Virgin Money. And we were pretty hard on ourselves, actually, and concluded that, you know, when we started the Virgin Money journey in the late 90s, we had really bold ambitions about transforming the way that people dealt with money and we kind of concluded we'd done a lot of great things we were really proud of but we never really achieved set everything we do we wanted to do with virgin and we were struck really by the power of open banking and our belief that it could kind of help us do that and so i think that you know what what we're trying to do is um you know build a business that 
isn't a bank that has no agenda around its own product set it's really hard to always do the right thing for customers and and when all you can do is focus on the thing you've engineered yourself that's not what a bank can do um and sort of had no agenda other than to try and find the smart ways to help and so that was really how it was born it was kind of born of a you know we spent 20 years building a business we that business had been sold um we're really proud of what we achieved but said you know what we never quite you know, achieved our ambition to make everyone better off, to help everyone do better with their money. And there's this amazing technology that we think could actually enable us to achieve that. So that was the dream, really. And that was the place we started. You know, literally, we started with a sheet of paper that said, well, okay, if that's what we're trying to build, kind of how will we do that? Okay. And so uh, you got this idea and and I guess you had all that experience from Virgin Money and, and you knew about kind of open banking. So how did that all combine to turn that idea into a, a kind of fully formed app? Yeah, it's it's a it's a funny thing actually because um, there's no, you know, there's no we'd never launched an app based business before. There's like no recipe to know how to do it. We were really fortunate in that um, Jen Ann, who was our exec chair um, and the ex CEO, is our exec chair now and was the CEO of Virgin Money. Um, she kind of um, put the seed funding in to allow us to. Um, to kind of get started and and then really it was just about t- all of the team taking everything we learned in that in those in that time and we were joined by lots of new smart people who brought different experiences different ideas and you know what we've done is and then had to do that and in, in the midst of a global pandemic you know we, we kind of launched the product we'd all in in the pandemic we brought forward the launch actually because um yeah our belief was that here was a product that people really needed in in what was a really and still is for many people a really challenging time so you know it was about just following our instincts and staying true to the proposition and bringing bringing the best of our skills and the best of ourselves to the business every day and just doing everything we could and it and it's you know when you I think it's often like that isn't it when you build a business you kind of you have a strategy and a plan and then you just work at it every day and occasionally you stop and think it's, a, it's, a, it's literally amazing what together as a team we've achieved. And, um, and, and you know, we're, we're at that place now. You know, we've been fortunate enough to win some awards. You talked about that. You know, we've just closed out our Series A fundraising round. Um, you know, last week we made number two in the finance app store in the UK. That was incredible. It's us and PayPal. And you think, well, they were at number one, we were at number two. We've just got one more place to go. But you kind of go, well, but how, did we, how did we actually do that? And um when you when you think about it in those terms, it's quite hard. But ultimately, we're very fortunate. Great team, lots of experience. Someone's prepared to invest in us to get us off the ground. And then, you know, when you're asking people to support and invest in something that's real, not just an idea, it's obviously a lot easier. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, when you've when you've stopped, um, if you ever do, there's there's a few sort of pinch yourself moments there um, that that I guess are to be enjoyed when you can. But um, yeah, you know, as I, as I mentioned in my intro, you know, at the inaugural. Open Banking Expo Awards, which took place in July. Snoop uh, was named the winner in the best use of open banking data category. Um, you're obviously up against some really established names and, and very worthy finalists. Um, so it's a great win, first of all. But um, I just wanted to find out then, how does Snoop use open banking data? Yeah, so I mean, and we were very fortunate. We won two awards, actually. We won the best app proposition for consumer as well. So it's kind of consumer and data, which was which was wonderful. Very unexpected. It was it was um, 
a lovely moment. And um, but effectively, what we're doing with data, as I say, is we're you know you connect your bank account and credit card to us. Um, we take all of that data, you know, four times a day with the customer's permission, obviously, or on demand. And then what we do is we kind of clean it, process it, combine it, and then run lots of smart AI models across it. So, and if you can imagine, we're adding to those all the time. So there's lots of uh, quite small models in some cases, some very big ones, but some quite small ones that do a particular feature that look for a particular thing. And they they look to, you know, they, those models effectively run every day, you know, sometimes intraday on, on, on your latest transactional data and then look to generate insights that are designed to help you. Um, and so, you know, the, the brilliant thing actually is what we sort of built as a platform that has a common interface and experience, but those models that sit behind it that use the data that get smarter and smarter, allow the product to get smarter and smarter. And that kind of comes through in the, the customer experience. So, you know, and I think the, the really exciting thing is I think we're scratching the surface of how we can really use that data. You know, we're at the very beginning of truly, you know, we often talk to the team, you know, we're, we're like 20% done. You know, it's just such a long way to go, which is exciting. Yeah, it's, it's incredible when, when you put it like that as well, um, especially because, you know, Snoop has, has grown very rapidly in terms of sort of we touched upon it earlier but the number of downloads so yeah. i was wondering how you plan to maintain that growth trajectory yeah i mean that's the 64 million dollar question always i think and i think i think there's a few reasons why i'm really confident we'll both do that and frankly accelerate i mean the first is you know open banking adoption is strong but it's not ubiquitous so there's just loads of upside to go for there i think we're in the early stages of adoption I think, you know, and, and our experiences, it, it feels like it's just just in terms of, you know, our experience of running the business day to day. It feels like it's accelerating. I don't think it gets number two in the app store if it's not accelerating, if I'm honest. But I think the other reason I'm really confident is, is just back to the point I was just making, which is as we have more time, the product will just get better and better and smarter and smarter and more and more useful. And I think kind of the extension possibilities, really, the thing that's that. One of the things I was really keen to do at Virgin, we spent 20 years only talking to you about financial products and lots of people are not interested in, in that, but they're really interested in where they spend their money. And the brilliant thing is about being able to talk to people about things where they spend their money and how to spend their money more effectively. So we can talk to them about, you know, travel, um, fashion, anything that's kind of food grocery shopping, anything that's about where you spend your money and how we can help you do better with that. And I think that's that's the bit that's really captures people's imagination. You know, there's a limit to how interested they're going to get in insurance. But actually they need to get it done. They want to get it done. They'd love something that help them with it. But can you talk to them about the really enjoyable ways they spend their money and how they can do that better and smarter? You know, that's the that's the exciting thing. So I think that really the extension possibilities are just, you know, are, are are you know not endless i'm sure but almost endless and so i think that's where the growth will come from just because the product will get more and more useful and um let, let's come on i guess to talk about the space more widely because you've you've said you know how open banking really uh, there's still a long way to go there We've obviously made great progress especially in the uk but um do you think uh, you know we do, we seem to have a, a thriving sort of fintech sector on on the surface but is there anything you think for a policy or a regulatory point of view that the uk could be doing to help 
fintechs kind of establish themselves here? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, I think, you know, we have to be really thankful for the forward looking nature of the kind of regulatory environment we operate in, you know, we're at the CMA, the OBIE and um, the open banking regs, you know, there'd, there'd be no snoop, actually, the thing that those 10 people sat around a table and tried to work out how to do it just wouldn't be possible. And so I think that the right kind of regulatory environment has created that opportunity. Um, but I think, you know, the question is just how do you really underpin that to ensure that it really does work for, you know, everybody, not just people who kind of want to get engaged in technology. And I think, you know, the open finance journey and open data and the kind of transition from open banking towards open finance initially and open data, I think, you know, what, what what we need is to carry on that journey. You know, it's a lot it's it will be a long game, but ultimately I think the opportunity to create services that genuinely help everyone in society through following that journey is is a tremendous opportunity. And so carrying on with the that transformation agenda, I think, is really important. And then I think there are just some really practical things which are being re- consulted on now, like why do you have to get customers to reconsent every 90 days to use an open banking service? You know, it's not in the customer's interest. It's not, you know, of course, one would never want to be in a situation where the customer was not in control of their data. It's really important that the regs um, allow for that. But but ultimately, it's got to be as friction-free as possible. And so some of those kind of smaller changes, as I say, which are being consulted on now, I think will also help. But the big one is we just need to keep the direction of travel we're moving in, I think. And, you know, there'll be a whole other bunch of businesses um, that will emerge as we do that. And I'd like to think that Snoop will take advantage of that as well to, to, to build out what we offer and to help customers. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, before that consumers are really at the heart of, of Snoop. And so, so let's talk about... Um, those people who have downloaded Snoop, uh, obviously hoping to save some money, maybe, you know, uh, do a bit of budgeting. Uh, where do most households find that they can make a saving once they've used Snoop? Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, really, actually, because um, yeah, it's a thing that we get a lot of feedback on and, and talk to customers about a lot. And I think, again, that the, the thing that is a great opportunity with a business like ours is the, the breadth of... Um, solution that it provides to customers so you know in terms of saving money there are lots of different ways customers do that and tell us they do that so at its most basic you know they they cut the cost of their bills so whether that's energy mobile broadband car insurance home insurance life insurance pet insurance mortgage these are all in snoop and all in the app and you know snoop helps you see when you might be overpaying for them when you tells you when your contract's up all from analyzing your transactions so um you know snoop looks at when you've been paying for subscriptions and services and, and works out when they're, when they're due for renewal, even if you don't choose not to tell the app uh, itself. And then when it's done that, it helps you kind of switch to save. And where we can, we do all of that in the app. So it's super simple for people to do it. But then, there, are, you know, Snoop actually makes it really easy to see all the subscriptions that you pay for. Um, it automatically identifies them, puts them in one place. We get lots of feedback from people saying, well, I was paying for something that I'd forgotten about, you helped me spot that. And account, and you kind of think, well, why does their banking app not do that? But but they're using Snoop to do that. I mean, you know, my personal story on that was that we had a subscription we paid for as a family. 
that was an annual subscription. We paid for it every year. And every year we paid it. I said, like, why do we pay for this? We don't use it, but we've paid for it for another year. We might as well keep it. And every year, and this year, you know, the week before it was due, it, Snoop sent me a Snoop. And when I talk about a Snoop, I mean a money saving insight that's designed to help that said your annual subscription is due next week. And I was like, brilliant. Actually, I'm going to go and cancel it. And I did and saved, you know, £85 that we never used. Um, and I would never, I could never hold that in my head. Whereas for an algorithm, it's super simple. So it helps that way. Yeah, it helps to avoid bank penalty fees. So every Sunday at, at lunchtime, we send you a snoop, an insight that basically said, these are the bills you're going to pay this week. So you can say, okay, I can work out what my outgoings are. I can see what my bank balances are. I'm okay, or actually I'm not okay. I'm going to need to move some money around. So um, it helps you avoid bank penalty fees. We look for, you know, we, we effectively run an editorial process that looks for vouchers. We have a partnership with um, a vouchercodes.co.uk, a brilliant business that we're kind of forward thinking and work with us to um, uh, to help bring those into the app. So if you shop at a particular store, we'll serve you vouchers for that store so you can use it when they're available. We tell you if there's a sale on. So, you know, I no longer have to keep track of my email inbox. All of that is in my kind of feed of snoops. All the things that I need to know about the places I spend are there. The app will spot if there's a price hike. So if your uh, sky bill goes up uh, and it doesn't expect it, it will tell you. Uh, the app will tell you when it's the right time to switch. It'll help you track refunds. So all of these things that it does, you know, what, what it's doing, it has, it has no agenda. It doesn't... Um, all it's trying to do is look for those signals that are so easy for you as a consumer to miss, you know, from at its most basic, helping you cut a bill to helping you make sure you've got enough money in your bank account so you don't get charged a fee. It does that in, in, in all those different ways. So the big one's definitely bill saving, but we just get so much feedback from consumers. I mean, to give you another, another example, um, you've got a really active community of customers. So there was a subscription service. We had a customer get in contact to say, what is this transaction on my uh, on my bank account? And um, we had a look at it. It was for, for a, um, a service called Complete Savings, which is a subscription service that um, the customer was paying for, a cashback service, sorry. And the customer said, well, I didn't know I was paying for that. Um, and so when we looked, we'd actually realized we had quite a lot of questions from people saying, what well, is this £15 a month service that I'm paying for? And so when we looked at it, because we could see, obviously, money out, people paying for the service, we could see money in, cash back coming in from the from this company. And what we saw was that basically virtually nobody in our customer base was earning more money than the service that was, than was costing them. So we sent everybody that was paying for the service a, a snoop, an insight that said, if you're really happy with this, great, because you should be, but but this is costing you more than you're earning from it. And so again, it's a it's a it's a sort of there's the time that Tesco charged customers had an IT problem twice. We looked in everyone who'd spent at Tesco and looked to see where they'd had the same transaction twice at the same time in the same store. Again, you know, these are all ways that you know, if you're smart and you use the data to genuinely try and genuinely try and help customers, you can help them. You can you've got someone's got their back, someone's looking out for them in a way they don't have time to do themselves that can help them save money. And that's the that's the magic of it, really. If you can bring that to life, it's genuinely just super helpful. And that's the bit people really love because they kind of go, actually, you know, for me, it was the annual subscription that I always forget about that I was just thrilled that someone had reminded me of, um, you know, through to being a lot more proactive for people about services that, you know, if they're happy, brilliant. 
we, we don't judge how people spend their money. All we want to make sure is that they're really happy about how they're doing it. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting that um, you've kind of built that community of users as well. Um, and is there a typical amount or a typical sort of average that, that users manage to save? Yeah, we, we aim to save kind of every household over £1,500. So, and it varies by household. You know, it's easier for some households to save that than others, but that's the, the typical amount we strive for. And, you know, actually what we're seeing is that some customers are doing a lot, lot more than that. So, and it depends how active people have been before. We've got a lot of people who, a lot of customers actually who, um, you know, actually because we make things a lot easier for them, they don't have to be quite as self organizing that's you know one of our ambitions is always to you know, to take the the mental load away from people it's really hard to stay on top of everything and you know um you know we all buy so many subscriptions and services these days trying to remember what they all are why we need them when we last renewed them and you know there's one only one inexorable law in life which is prices always go up and no one ever really rewards loyalty and so trying to help consumers just deal with all of that, make it as easy as possible. And, you know, for some of those consumers actually who've not really been on top of those things before, actually the savings can be absolutely enormous. There's a lovely review, a five-star review that's um, in the App Store, which I think it's it's one of the ones that sort of floated its way to the top in a- Apple's algorithm. But this lovely gentleman said, when the price of an app is minus £340 in the first hour of using it, you've got to give it five stars, surely. And that was just his experience of using Snoop. You know, it looked at his transactions and said, these are the five things that you really should take a look at. It was a really lovely, lovely of him to take the time to write the review. But, you know, for us, when when you've when you've had an idea that you believed genuinely could help people and you wanted it to help people, um, it's great when you get that feedback from people saying that it really has, it really has, because, you know, that's that's as a as a as a founder of a business that, you know, definitely wants to build a successful business, but you're never going to do that without, um, you know, without customers genuinely loving your product and you genuinely helping them. And so to get that feedback, that we've done that. It's always, that's always like the best, the best thing. And I, I hadn't, you know, launching a digital business and launching an app-based business. I hadn't, you know, at, at Virgin Money, you know, we, 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 as a marketeer at Virgin Money, you know, you spent a lot of time working hard to to build customer base and grow customers. But if you sell a customer a five year mortgage or a two year credit card, you don't you don't you don't really have to worry. There was never that great a deep thought about well, like what happens in those five years. We worry every day about how are our customers getting value from our product. Why would they come back tomorrow? Because it's really it's, the brilliant thing about an app is super simple to get it. You download it, you're on, you know, you connect to the account in sort of 90 seconds, you're there, it's working. Super easy to get someone to try the product, but then actually making it good enough to keep them keep wanting to use it. It's a brilliant challenge. And um, and I think, you know, it's a huge challenge. And um, it's really changed the way that I think about kind of marketing and customer experience and um, and so when you get that feedback from people, it is, it is, you know, it makes it all sounds a trite, but I genuinely mean it. It just makes it all worthwhile because it's like actually that thing that we really want to try and achieve, we have achieved. I think it would surprise people actually that they could save as much as 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 you sort of said because 
Um, but but I guess that's the whole point of the app because because so many kind of payments go out each month or week or whatever it is um, that we don't always question or we we've just forgotten and they kind of kind of pass us by and it's another bit of kind of life admin to deal with oh as you say you know oh I've been meaning to kind of cancel that subscription but I'll, I'll do it next month or next year or whatever yeah there's more there's more interesting stuff in life right yeah. you know for all of us and so it's just it's just can we make it as easy as we can and I think that to go back to my thing about sort of being 20% done I think that 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 will be as the product evolves it will just get and technology evolves, you know, back to open data, and it'll just get much easier and easier and easier to, um, you know, imagine a world where APIs mean you can open accounts for customers so that actually you can move money around for them automatically into a, into places, you know, with the right level of permission and control for a customer. You can really help them just achieve things they wouldn't be able to do themselves. So that that's the exciting bit. Where, it, where will it all end? Yeah, and that leads me on to my sort of final question because I'm uh, keen to hear on uh, about kind of future plans. So, do you have any plans uh, in the pipeline to roll out sort of further features on the app this year? Yeah, I mean, I think we 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 develop and iterate the product. I mean, I mean, it changes every day. So we we create new snoops for customers, new insights every day. I mean, literally, we publish six or seven nights a week. So every time you use a product, it's a different experience. Um, you, know, not, you know, sometimes small things, sometimes much bigger things. So if, if you use the product every day, your Snoop feed will be different every day because your spending is different every day. Um, and so I think that, you know, what you'll see from us is, um, you know, the proposition. We actually did a big, uh, a kind of big um, upgrade of the app um, about a month ago. and. Um, which really just, you know, after being in market for 14 months or something, um, we just really, uh, we have, it was, a, it was a, a big change, a big a big refresh. But what you'll see is us just continuing the product, just getting smarter and smarter, really. Um, you know, it'll help you manage your money more carefully. We've in, introduced quite a lot of visualization recently, which we'll continue to do. And then you'll just notice the snoops and the insights get smarter and smarter. So... Um, you know, one of the things we did in April this year was April's a time of year when lots of lots of things go up for consumers. So sky prices went up, Netflix went up, Disney Plus went up, your water bill went up, your council tax went up. Um, and so what we did was we did a we did a we created an insight, a snoop, which basically for every customer created them like a personalized price hike statement. So this is basically what the increase in prices in April is going to cost you over the next year. So you can just get your head around it and think about how do you manage that? So it looked at where you lived and worked out which council tax band you're in and how much that was going up by. It worked out which water company you were with. Um, it worked out if you're a Sky subscriber. Actually, I think Virgin put their prices up as well. So, so you know, that's the kind of thing where, and we had some amazing feedback from people saying, I've never really seen anything like do this for me before. And it was and it was it was a great kind of vote of confidence in building out the intelligence because n- no one really wants to sit and try and work that all out for themselves. What they really love is someone just to do that for them. And the great thing is we can do that at scale for millions of customers. It's it's just it's just unquote unquote an algorithm. So um, that's the opportunity. And I think I'd love us, you know, as you use Snoop over the next year to just continue to see that use of data back to you know um, the award win. 
that's the opportunity is just to use it in ways that other people aren't that's genuinely helpful because if it's genuinely helpful people will keep using the product and if they keep using the product then yeah we'll build a successful business well paul thank you so much for talking to me today joining us on on the podcast and we're going to be watching closely uh, the latest developments with snoop here at open banking expo so um thanks very much for your time today well thanks for having me on i really appreciate it it's lovely to meet you Thanks to Paul for joining me and thanks to you for listening to today's episode. To listen to other episodes in the Unplugged series, then visit the on-demand section of openbankingexpo.com. Goodbye for now.